Hello, and welcome to Conversations with Leaders. My name is Miriam McLemore, and I'm an enterprise strategist with AWS. Inclusion, diversity, and equality are all crucial to creating a culture of innovation and helping organizations reinvent themselves. I am excited to welcome our guest today, Vernay Myers an author, activist, thought leader, and vice president of inclusion strategy at Netflix. Pranay, welcome. Hi, thank you so much, Miriam. It's great to be here with you. Uh, I'm Brene Myers. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and hers. And I am the VP of inclusion strategy at Netflix. Uh, prior to that, I actually had my own consulting business around diversity and inclusion. And uh, prior to that, I, I would say I'm a recovering attorney as I used to practice law, but have been in the business of thinking about how to create inclusion and diversity in organizations for over 20 years now. Wonderful. Well, we are thrilled to have you here with us to share a little bit of your story and the, the story at Netflix. I think we've all become very close to Netflix during this this crazy time that we're living in. And it's, you know, it's actually kind of a lifeline for, for its customers, providing that entertainment, providing a community kind of of gathering where you talk about what you're watching on Netflix. Can you share something that you're most proud about from being a leader at Netflix this year? Oh my goodness. I totally think that it's amazing to be part of a brand and a product that is bringing joy to people. You know, we really do want to entertain the world. And so it's exciting uh, how many different things we have. I mean, the whole idea is to have this smorgasbord of content so that people, no matter who you are, or where you come from, or what you believe or think or what you know tickles you that you should be able to find it and we should be able to help you to find it. So I'm proud that we've been able to not just entertain, but be that place where families gather, where friends get to talk, where you actually get to expand your mind. I have watch so many different things from different countries um, that really brings me to a whole nother understanding of culture. And I'm really proud about that too, that we are finding stories all over the world and realizing that, you know, it doesn't matter where a story come, comes from, it can be incredibly um, entertaining to people from all over the world. I completely agree, especially since we've been in these kind of lockdown situations and not been able to travel, this virtual travel that Netflix provides to us, I think is, is very powerful. Exactly. Netflix is a company that, that believes in invention and constantly reinventing itself and in terms of certainly content, but, but I'm sure all, all other aspects of, of your business what is it in the culture that drives that innovation mindset? You know, it doesn't come naturally, I think, to a lot of people. But what the Netflix has done is to embed in its culture certain 
uh, guiding principles. Um, and one of those things is to, um, to always be curious, like curiosity, curiosity, curiosity. The other thing is that we talk a lot about um, open descent and farming for, for descent, which is you may think you've got something great, but please make sure that you are looking for those who are thinking, maybe not, or have you thought about this or have you thought about that? And so when you welcome that kind of descent, it's almost like the same idea of diversity and the power of diversity, which is that you need a lot of perspectives in a room around a decision or around a product to make sure that you're actually innovating versus replicating the status quo. And so it's kind of interesting because our diversity and inclusion uh, value fits very nicely with our other values that really talks about uh, making sure that you are exploring all sorts of options. So I think it's built into our culture that we are questioning, that we are always looking for what the next thing is. Um, and it's an exciting environment to work in. Yeah, I love that as part of your culture at, at Amazon. It is one of the things um, that brought me to Amazon was one of our leadership principles being, you know, have backbone, disagree and commit, which says Bring your opinion to the table. Yes. Right? We want to hear what you think. Um, have backbone. Stand up, right? Yes. For, for what you believe in. Um, but then we're going to make a decision and we're a business and we want to move forward. So once we listen to all the perspective, we're going to make a decision and then we expect everybody to commit so that we can can move forward. And I, I like that balance of getting all the perspectives on the table but then being able to make a decision and move. Yeah, and the thing is, is that it's so good like as an intellectual concept, but to really make it work, there have to be other things, you know, around that, which is um, an appreciation for difference versus seeing it as a problem, right? It's also about um, recognizing that different people show up differently when they are trying to express themselves, right? Making sure that you have an environment that feels psychologically safe, making sure that hierarchy or positions doesn't cause people to think that they can't share uh, their opinion that might be different from the person who is uh, the informed captain or maybe a level higher. You've also got to realize that you're we're all over the world. So what do language differences mean? How do we set up our meetings? How do we listen and wait when we say, and so is everybody good with this? <laughs> You got to wait <laughs> to hear whether maybe somebody's trying to come off of mute. Maybe someone's trying to translate what they just heard through their language and then rethink about it, how to express it uh, um, in English. And it may not be their first language or primary language. So there are all these in there, the, as they say, the devil in the details. So I so the concept is great. And it's also about how do you execute um, so that you can hear those voices, especially the voices that sometimes can be the minority opinion. Yeah, I, I like, and that's, you know, again, Amazon's culture of having those mechanisms, I like, like that. And it sounds like Netflix very much has that as well. And, and talking about all these cultures, diversity and programming 
has to be, you know, absolutely key because you have such a variety of audience that you want to engage. Is there something specific that you do or do you test against, right, to make sure that you feel like you have a broad enough portfolio to meet what, what customers are looking for? Yeah, it's so interesting. We are always, um, you know, we do what everyone else does. We know we have um, consumer insights, right? We look at what our customers are asking for, but we're also just looking at what our customers do. And that's what the whole magic algorithm is about, right? Um, the whole point is to make it easier for you to find what you want on our service. So they're, you know, the brilliant engineers who are thinking about how to give you more of what you like um, and also give you opportunities to find things that maybe you didn't even know you liked. So that's part of it. But one of the things that I think about as a leader on diversity and inclusion is that the inside has to be right in order for it to show right on the outside. So a lot of our work is one, making sure we have diverse representation on all of our teams. Two, that people are thinking about uh, what they do through a diversity lens, that they're understanding that their worldview is not the only worldview and there are many other types of, types of taste and preferences and so forth. And so when you have people who are from different backgrounds and perspectives, they're in a safe environment where their views are being uh, solicited and welcomed, and they have the teaching and the training and the awareness around issues of difference, then they make choices that reflect that. Um, and so our work is ongoing to make sure that our employees reflect the larger world in, in, as far as representation and that they are open and thinking about uh, inclusion and an inclusion lens as they're selecting mat materials, as they're green lighting, as they're thinking about what else uh, we should have on the service or who's not on the service and what's missing. Everything down to the actual, like what we name the rows and how quickly people can find what they need. All of those are considerations that we hope our employees are um, thinking about through the lens of inclusion. So, you know, courage, all of this takes courage. Um, and so culturally, I think that's one of your values at Netflix. Can you talk a little bit about courage? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much impossible to be innovative without courage because you're going to try to move into an arena that no one else has ever been in before. And sometimes there are like, you know, dire consequences um, connected with it, which is to say that you could make a mistake. And so much of how we exist in corporate America is about covering our butt. <laughs> and not making mistake and not letting people know. So you have to have courage to move forward in areas that there hasn't been. You have to have courage to really be thoughtful or even um, sort of willing to pay attention to where your limitations are or where your improvements need to be. You have to have courage to receive and give feedback. Like 
all of that is about being like an upfront person and really functioning at your highest. It is courage is also part of how we talk about our inclusion mission um, because we talk about having consciousness, competence, compassion, and courage. And there we're talking about the courage to have difficult conversations, um, the courage to um, interrupt, you know, bias when you see it or racism or any kind of, you know, xenophobia, right? Being able to stand up and say something like courage is, you know, being in a team meeting and realizing that all of a sudden you're in, you notice that people are interrupting women and saying, Hey, I, I, you know, I think we need to stop interrupting each other and speaking up and being allies, like all of those things take courage as well. So it's a, it's a stance, it's a way of standing in your responsibility and um, and being accountable for moving things forward, no matter what you're doing. I read a quote um, that that you made about you know, diversity is about being invited to the party, but inclusion is actually being invited to dance. Can you say a little bit more about that? I love that statement. Thank you. It came from being inside um, organizations and really uh, advising and consulting them on diversity and inclusion and talking to different groups. So you talk to the women, you talk to people of color, you talk to people who are underrepresented in the organization, and then you talk to the leaders and they have very different understanding about their space and their environment. And so um, what I would hear from leaders is, well, you know, we've hired this person and we've hired these folks and you know, we're good people and we care deeply about diversity. But what I was hearing from the folks who they had hired and brought in is that they're there, but they're not in the lifeblood of the, the, of the organization. They're not on the sexy projects. They're not on the, the stretch things. The opportunity still seemed very limited to them. And what I was, what I meant there is like, if you're in a leader and you're in a position of leadership, it's up to you to create that kind of opportunity so people can do their best dance. Mostly what we had were people sort of at the party, but alongside the wall, you know, like a bad middle school kind of mixer dance where you're like the wallflower and you're just hoping to get in, hoping to be that kid, that popular kid. And, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that quote now because for, for it just immediately helped people think, oh, there's more we have to do. We can't just say, come on in. We have to say, we have to make space for people to show up in their best because we are controlling those spaces. Now, a number of people have said, but what about equity and what would that look like? And so I've been thinking about that because equity really is the ambition that the playing field or the dance floor, however you want to put it, is not level, right? And I think what diversity, inclusion, and equity is talking about is, hey, let's rethink where our values come from, who we think is the normed group, who's the right, the best, the prettiest, the kindest, most loyal, hardworking, moral, you name it, right? We've kind of got a very narrow idea about that. And that also has to expand so the dance floor expands and people are able to bring their very best. And we're, you know, like to our earlier conversation, we're going to have to put in some mechanisms and some things if we want behavior 
to change, right? That enable at least work from home a couple of days or one day a week, whatever it is in the particular culture, because I certainly know from working with companies on adopting the cloud, you know, the the pull of the how you operate today and what you know and you know the approach that you take to technology today is so strong yes that it is difficult to maintain the momentum that actually brings about change yes absolutely it's like for for what i'm seeing a lot is just how much we need from our leaders and how it's never been a better time to be in a really conscious, courageous, inclusive leader. Because I think COVID has shown us um, the inside of a lot of our assumptions. Um, it's helped us to understand how difference can make a difference. Um, you know, if you have a pre-existing condition, that's going to change how you went through COVID. If you have more than enough or just enough or not enough resources, that's going to shape your experience with COVID. If you have a mental uh, health problem, you know, and so we started to, as leaders start to say, you know, we've got to grow our empathy. We've got to expand our consciousness and our interest in the lives of others if we are going to be able to work well together. And I remember we used to say, oh, you know, that's not a work thing. Take care of that at your home. But, <laughs> but COVID has helped us to, I think, get rid of that illusion that somehow there's like our outside life and our work life and these two things are not together. Um, we're starting to see that they're very few. There's like a, a tiny boundary, but it's not as big as we thought. Yeah, I think this the generation that's entered the workforce in the last five years, hopefully is going to help us because their life from the beginning was more integrated. Yes. Right. It's those of us that have that been in in positions for many years that, you know, have that that old mindset. And, and hopefully it, it is an old mindset and uh, the virtual work. And unfortunately, that it follows you all the time. <laughs> Maybe we yes. got to put some walls around that. But yeah, there are downsides for sure. But certainly the flexibility is powerful. Yeah. And you know what? I'm so glad to hear you say that you hope that young people will help us out. Because, you know, I talked to some other people like, oh, those young people, they want to have a balanced life. Well, I wish I'd had a balanced yeah. life. You're like, <laughs> exactly. Really? They have to be so, as miserable as I was. Okay. Right? You're like, first of all, we're not going to get any more new people. Like there's not going to be someone landing from Mars delivering new young people, right? These are our young people. You better yep. embrace them. But also they do have great things to teach us, not to mention you raise them. So it's really, yeah, this is another inclusion issue where we need to be a lot more um, open, understanding and respectful of people of different generations. Renee, you know, what a thrill to have the opportunity to spend some time with you today. Your insights are incredible and um, all the best with your your journey at Netflix. Thanks. I'm a fan of you and, and of Netflix. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. I appreciate it so much. <laughs>